This is local and regional news on KDNK. I'm Hattison Rensbury. An individual was arrested by Garfield County Sheriff's this afternoon in Glenwood Springs after a car pursuit. The individual is wanted by Colorado Bureau of Investigation and was taken into custody after he returned to shore shortly after attempting to swim the river. Travelers are advised to avoid Glenwood Springs Exit 116 this afternoon. The number of people with Affordable Care Act health coverage is on the rise, but many are not able to access the care they need to get and stay healthy. For KDNK, Eric Galatis has more. Adam Fox with the Colorado Consumer Health Initiative says the Biden administration has an opportunity to update the ACA's essential health benefits, services that almost all individual and small employer insurance plans across the country are required to cover. He says all Americans need access to fundamental services. Like dental, which is currently covered for children but not adults. It should cover the full range of reproductive health services and perinatal and postpartum care for people who are giving birth as well as hearing and vision benefits. Colorado has made some headway expanding benefits to address health care needs, including gender-affirming care and coverage for all people regardless of their immigration status. Some insurers providing coverage through the ACA have warned that expanding essential benefits will drive up insurance premiums and health care costs in general. Fox believes updating essential benefits would actually lower costs and improve the quality of health coverage for all people, whether they get insurance through the ACA marketplaces like health healthcare.gov, employer-sponsored plans, or programs like Medicaid. The reality is as many of these services are proactive and preventive care that help people maintain their health and avoid much more costly health interventions are likely to save costs. It's been more than 13 years since the Affordable Care Act established rules defining 10 categories of health services that most insurance policies must cover. Fox notes many states have not done anything to update or expand benefits. And what we need is federal action to update essential health benefits, ensure that the full range of whole person care is covered, and that that is made a requirement across the country. This is Eric Galatis reporting for KDNK. A special election has been set for Glenwood Springs about changes to the city's home rule charter. KDNK's Amy Haddon Marsh has this report. On January 18th, the Glenwood Springs City Council approved a resolution for an April 23rd special election about changes to the city's development process. A citizens group called Keep Glenwood Glenwood circulated petitions last fall about the desired changes and collected more than the 596 voter threshold by the January 2nd deadline. The group's website states that a vote in favor of ballot issue A will accomplish four things. If the city wants to annex land or sell land or water rights or build housing on any city land, the people get to vote on it. And any development with more than four housing units has to be reviewed by the city's Planning and Zoning Commission and City Council. On February 1st, the Glenwood Springs City Council addressed some confusion and mistakes made in transcribing the petition language into ballot language. City Manager Steve Boyd apologized to the council and to John Banks, spokesperson for Keep Glenwood Glenwood. It was not intentional, but we didn't do a very good job. You know, making mistakes that embarrass us and waste your time and strain credibility of public trust are not values that we have. Those mistakes have since been corrected. Ballots are scheduled to be mailed to voters within the Glenwood Springs city limits on April 2nd, with the election set for April 23rd. 
For KDNK News, I'm Amy Haddon Marsh. Roaring Fork School District is hosting several meetings this week for families to give the district feedback on safety initiatives and meet some of the staff or community partners involved in caring for student safety. The meetings are an opportunity for the district to hear more about where stakeholders want safety resources to be prioritized. KDNK News has this report. Last night, the first meeting was held at Roaring Fork High School in Carbondale. Attendance was slim, which concerned school officials and may skew their decision-making data in the long run. Carbondale Police Chief Kirk Wilson spoke at length about the importance of knowing what children are doing online. School Safety and Security Coordinator Dustin Gehrig mentioned his concerns about the open campus model. And Aspen Hope Center District Partner Lilia Larkin dove into the process of how staff address a student in crisis. Interim Superintendent Anna Cole says that what sparked these meetings was feedback from the community on recent events. We've gotten feedback here and there in pieces from partners, from parents that felt like, oh, we didn't love your communication on this, or this wasn't very tight, this wasn't clean. It felt like we had a really good opportunity this year to kind of reset and really reconsider some of these partnerships and practices. Additionally, and to be really honest, some of the partnerships where we have blended funding around school resource officers, school-based mental health, those funding streams are really unstable. And to continue those, we have to invest significant amounts of money to the hundreds of thousands of dollars to keep these programs stable. And before we make decisions on that, we really felt like we needed to pause and hear from our community what the value was of these kinds of partnerships, these kinds of roles. So we really want to be thoughtful and collaborative in making those decisions and investments because they are significant. I know that the the incidences like swattings and lockdowns have really scared people. They've scared our kids, they've scared our staff, they scare us in district administration. Many of us feel like, oh, these sort of things will never happen in our valley. I think that shook us a lot. We certainly, we've been talking about drug prevention strategies and have talked about using canines for uh, facility sweeps of schools. And I know that our community is kind of a little bit mixed on that. We generally heard support in our January forums, but I think it'll come up again in conversation. But at the end of the day, our first commitment is to keep our kids and staff and families safe. And so we just want to make sure we're doing everything reasonably possible in the world of safety. Cole says that open versus closed campuses are also a popular concern in safety issue resolution conversations. And online options are also in the works for community members to leave their feedback. Also in attendance was Cora Carbolera, the Dean of Culture at Roaring Fork High School. Here she explains her role in the district and how it contributes to student safety. I've seen a change this year in our ability to close the loop with students. You know, when students make mistakes and we want to repair relationships, we want to bring them back from the school community, the dean of culture can has a little bit more time than the assistant principal does to focus on the restorative process, the reentry process, really following through to make sure students are trying new strategies and are repairing relationships, which we know, as we heard today, are cornerstone of school safety. As a parent in the district, what are your worries about safety in schools? I do worry about substance use. We know it's out there, and we know teens by nature are risk takers. And so I, that's something as a parent that I'm always asking my students about. I worry about you know, normal things like driving. I worry about mental health, especially with our young men that don't feel as comfortable reaching out or expressing their feelings sometimes and tend to bottle that. And I, I worry about mental health. And I, like we mentioned tonight, having a trusted adult 
that you can talk to and connect with is super important, I think, especially for our young men. What does a trusted adult look like? It's someone who you can go to with problems, but also someone, I think in the school environment, someone who knows something about you outside of school, and you know they know that about you. You have this connection or this knowledge about something that's beyond the classroom. As Carbondale's English session was wrapping up, one family arrived early for the Spanish session. Kimberly, a Glenwood Springs High alumni, came with her father, Vincente, and we spoke as they waited for the next session to begin. With Kimberly's help, I asked Vincente about his biggest concerns and worries in regards to the safety needs of students. Bueno, lo que me preocupa siempre es la seguridad, que todos este, que la escuela esté segura, que haya seguridad y sobre todo que respondan ¿no? cuando hay un problema, que tengan confianza de comentarlo con los maestros o los maestros con los papás. He's more concerned about the trust that's built on students. If there's like something going on, then he would like to have students reach out to a teacher or someone in the school and then that person to contact the parents and have more trust on that. And also about security. If there's something going on that the school gets on point on that, so kids won't have to have issues at school. Is there adequate communication to you as a parent when there's an emergency at one of the schools for your children? Pues hasta ahorita ves que no es más que el artecado contigo, pero mmm, no fue muy buena la comunicación. Pretty much the communication isn't at point due to year, many years of trying. Um, my first year in high school there was a problem going on and there wasn't as much communication as he would like to have and it wasn't the best experience at all. For KDNK News, I'm Hadison Ransbury. As of this story, two more meetings are available to the public. Tonight's meeting is currently being held at the Glenwood Springs Middle School, and tomorrow's will be at Basalt High School. English sessions are available from 5 p.m. to 6.30 p.m., and Spanish sessions are from 6.30 to 8 p.m. All print materials are bilingual, and Convey Language Solutions has translation y- lanyards available. This is KDNK News.